slack guy. So before we start, it's alright if I just do like a surprise. Just we'll start with. Just put everyone there. Okay. <clears throat> and you can edit this to make it look sweet. Yeah. All right. Whoa! Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. It is it is November, the middle of November. Still technically autumn, but we're getting into Christmas and people are feeling festive. You're probably watching this on the YouTube, which I again, I don't know what my YouTube channel is. It's been my channel from when I was a little boy, so it could be Davy Big Dicks, or why that's my little boy name on YouTube, I don't know, but could be something like that. PewDieMan3410, I don't know. But basically look up Slag Eye Podcast and then subscribe. If you're watching it, my point being, I'm wearing a hat again this week. Last week I said I was wearing a hat because... Um, the salons aren't open and my hair looks fucking terrible. Like my hair is is just, it's an embarrassment. I can't style it. I can't make it look good. It's just, it's like when I go to the, the salon and again, yes, I don't, I don't go to hairdressers or barbers. I go to a salon because I like to enjoy bitching with other ladies like myself. I like to get into the salon. I like to get my hair blow dried. There's not enough hair to be blow dried. It's just like a hot scalp. All right. I like to go to the hairdressers, get a hot scalp, have a cup of tea and bitch with some mid 60 year old women. Okay. That's how I live my best life. But I've got not enough hair at the minute. It's too long. It's too thin. Figure that out. I'm like Vigo the Carpathian from Ghostbusters. I'm like Vigo Carpathian from Ghostbusters. And also, inevitably, I've become deaf in the last five seconds. But yeah, it's, it's not a good look, so I'm keeping that cover. My hair is like when I go to the when I go to the salon and I say to my personal stylist because that's what I give him his place. My personal stylist, my friend, my confidant, Mikey. I say, Mikey, fix this. And it's kind of like going to an architect and say, build me a dream house, and then just handing him a little packet of toothpicks. That's kind of what it's like. It's not going to happen. So I'm keeping this hat on until I get my hair cut this Friday and then it's coming off. And before we started recording, I said to Ben, I said, Ben, what where, what way should I wear my hat? Should it be this way? And he was like, me. And I said, should it be this way? And he went, absolutely not because you're 34. And I said, what about this? And he goes, yeah, you just, and this is Ben, this is the snake rat's exact words. All right, guys. And this is the shit I have to put up with. He goes, me, Dave, you look like Fred Durst. If he was fat. Now, this is what I'm going to say about Fred Durst. He's a wee bit fat. So that in itself is fat. If you're a fatter version of a fat guy, you're a very fat guy. And um, I'm, in fact, I'm not Fred Durst. I'm Fred Burst. All right, that's what I am. It's like a mix between Fred Durst and is it Violet Beauregard? Beauregard or something like that? I spat there from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. You know that little... Is she the one that blew up? Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm like, just just a big ball mixed with Fred Durst. If Fred Durst fucked that girl, I mean, that would make... I mean, that's inappropriate. But if she grew up to be an age and didn't die in the chocolate factory... My point is, I look stupid, all right? So please just listen to this via the audio this week because I look like a fucking idiot. I look like I'm a Fred Durst wannabe. I've got this on. I mean, this is a pretty dope T-shirt. I saw this online and I thought, I like the colour scheme. Um, Sorry. Oh, sorry. I like the colour scheme here. But it turns out when I got it, it's just Kim Jong-un. So there you go. Put that on. My wife was like, is that Kim Jong-un in your T-shirt? And I went, I thought it was just actually the Notorious B.I.G. But it's not. It's the Notorious K.I.M. And I'm just wearing a dictator on my T-shirt that I thought was really good. And it just shows you, like, I'm thinking I'm this really cool guy. Like I'm some kind of swag dad, um, which actually sounds like somewhere that Joe Biden will 
ratatatatin. But yeah, so I'm wearing. I'm basically wearing. I mean, it should, could could may as well be, be Hitler with a boombox. <laughs> it's a fucking. It's offensive, but anyway, it's a nice color scheme. I'm wearing a Kim Jong Un T-shirt, a mustard jacket, and a backwards hat. Ben, am I having a midlife crisis? Is my midlife crisis sugary coffee? Because I think that's what happened last week in the podcast. I drank a sugary coffee. Oh, I went mad. Every single one of these guys got in touch and were like, don't drink any more sugary coffee because you're making a mockery of our products. And you know what I said? Fuck off. And I'm back again in the sugary coffee. And this week it's even worse because I added something to my sugary coffee. I went to the door and I was like, what can I add to sugary coffee to make it better? I said meth. They said, we don't serve meth. It's Starbucks. I said, give me something more oh, more devastating than meth. So give me a double espresso as well. So I'm wired to the moon. Now, I may be taking the double espresso to try to, you know, you know, replace other things in my life that are missing, like sleep. I've got a young child. Last night was not a good night for me. Um... Me and my wife, we had a bit of a tiff in the middle of the night over who who wanted to feed the baby. Neither one of us here, this is how the argument went, neither one of us wanted to feed the baby, but both of us wanted to feed the baby. Work that out. If you're married, you'll know how this works. If you have kids, definitely. Both of you do not want to do something, but you're both too stubborn that you want the glory of doing something. So apparently I was faking being asleep whilst being asleep. I mean, that's not the, the first time I've been accused of faking stuff in the bedroom, you know, which is weird as a guy faking an orgasm because who does it? But we were in there and I just ended up sitting up out of spite whilst she fed the baby. Uh, instead of going back to sleep, I was awake. She was awake and she was like, why are you awake? And I was like, because I want to feed the baby. And she's like, but I fed it. It's asleep. And I'm like, that's not the point. So I've been awake all night and I'm replacing my my natural endorphins with caffeine and sugar I'm like that guy at a, is this a Game of Thrones like Game of Thrones what's that other thing in the men in black you know he's like water sugar Whoa. I'm like that you see that guy his face is hanging off he's like that's what I'm like I just need that sugar I just, that's what I do I just drive to Starbucks and go what do you want this week Dave and I go caffeine sugar and I just whatever they give me this is what happens it's a drug but I'm here. I don't even know what I was talking about when I started talking about sugary coffees. These guys shouting at me. But listen, I'm a renegade and I get put in front of this camera by the people. And by the people, I mean the snake rat. All right, it's just me and him. It's a two-man operation. We're the only guys involved in this. But I'm here. I'm lacking sleep. And I mean, normally Ben and I would have a wee bit of a chat before the podcast. We'd be like, you know, this is this is how we kind of work the, the podcast. People are like, what prep goes into the podcast? And what I say is, would you... Did Frank Reichard coach Ronaldinho? That's what I... No, he didn't. He just said, let him party. Let him buy loads of condoms with Rubinho. Let him go out and about. When he's in the pitch, give him the ball. That's kind of what Ben does to me. Gives me loads of condoms and says, talk into this camera. Which is weird because, I mean, I don't think I've used a condom by 10 years. But um, that's neither here nor there. So the prep is we normally come in... We normally have a chat. We're like, oh, what, what, anything worth talking about? Most weeks, Ben goes, no, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm homeless. I'm on the streets. I just need a bit of coin. And I wish I was in a different podcast. Uh, I said, what other podcast? He was like, name another podcast that um, any at all I'd rather be on. I went, tea with me. And he went, no, anyone but that. You know, anyone but that one. That's fine. I said, okay. But I'm the only one that, that has him because I love him. I care for him. And we're here. But this week, there's no prep. It's just, 
we're here, we're chatting, and we're running on fumes, you know. And before we started, I said this to Ben, and he went, this is going to be a very bad episode. And you know what I said to him? I said, do you ever hear, Ben, I'll say it again, Ben, have you ever heard of Napoleon? Yes. What was Napoleon known for? Um, Being short, and that's what this episode's going to be, very short. <laughs> that's my point. But yeah, we're there, Ben, it's it's the middle of November. How do you feel about Christmas? Pardon? You have it sorted. In what regards? Do you have your decorations? No. Up. How, this is what we're going to talk about today. Are we going to? I feel like I feel like the listeners are expecting me to take a very hardline right wing approach to you better not have your tree up before the first of December, which is usually very much my my go to stance. I think, you know, if I mean this this is very broad sweeping statement here, but. In my opinion, if you put your Christmas tree up before December, normally, you should spend Christmas away from your family in solitary confinement at Muckamore Abbey because you're mentally unwell. That's my thoughts. And again, some people might be like, that's very offensive. And you know what I say to people who are offended? Be offended. You know, that's fine. You can be that. But if you come at me and say you're offended, I'll strike you. I don't know whether it's going to be with a claw, whether it's going to be a fist and elbow. I might bite you. You know, I will. you'll be attacked. Like some sort of night creature. <laughs> I get you. But this year, I'm feeling slightly different. And I know a lot of people will be startled by that. Just lying back, being like, are you serious? Yes. I feel like the pe- the people who are getting into Christmas now are making themselves feel a bit better. And sometimes that's not bad. You know, if you put your decorations up and it cheers you up, that's fine. Because, I mean... I think 2020, it's my, again another sweeping statement, 2020 may be in history looked at as a pretty shit year. I think people might look at it and go, this year's been kind of shit. There's been better years. You know, like 2001, when 9-11 happened, probably a better year than 2020. But that's the way it is. You know, that's just where we're at. So I feel that I very well may put my Christmas tree up soon. There you have it. People might hate me. I might get trolled. You know, the lad flag account may become live again and get at me again, but it may not. So this is what I'm feeling. I think I'm going to put my Christmas decorations up next weekend, Ben, because i got kids and I'm bored and I'm in my house all fucking time. And yeah, I think we're going to do it. How does that make you feel? Uneasy. Uneasy. Are you tempted at all to get into some sort of festive fuel? No? No. No? Not at all? No. Not even for the kids? No. He hates kids. He's got kids, but he hates them. How many kids do you have? Six. He has six, but he actually only kept two. That's usually how much he hates the kids. He just said the other four, be gone. I don't need you. I want you. Fuck Christmas. So he sent them away. And like, I got a bit excited this weekend about Christmas again. I went for a walk with my family. I mean, Ben's laughing there. He's like, I felt very festive. I went for a walk by myself into the ocean at Ballyhome and thankfully enough, there was an old women's swimming club on a Saturday morning that came in and rescued me because sometimes I do feel like walking into the sea. There's been definitely more recently I've thought to myself, hmm, you know I mean? this, is this a problem? I'm just going to say it because I know I've spoken on the podcast before about mental health and how... You know, it's not always been something that I've been killing. You know, it's not always been something that's been, you know, a top. And of late, I've been considering, not like doing anything silly, but thinking to myself, if I were to do it, what are my options? You know, walking in the sea, option. You know, probably can't, you know, do a lot of other things because I'm a very big man, but walking in the sea is an option, you know, but I'm not at that stage 
thankfully yet. So I wasn't walking into the sea. I was walking. Um, you know, probably to be fair, I actually would prefer walking in the sea than being back at the National Trust because I've had issues with the National Trust in the past. I was a big National Trust fan, a big National Trust guy. I actually put stories on my Instagram referring to myself as the self-appointed National Trust brand ambassador. Now, I didn't think about how the actual legit National Trust may or may not have viewed this unofficial brand ambassadorial ship. But let's just say they weren't keen. When I got an inbox message from the National Trust, I thought, here it comes, the offer. You know, they'll be like, listen, this is what you can get. We're going to pay you this. You can do that. You're, you're an influencer. You're a nature You're a nature boy. You can influence people. And I thought, here we go. It's happened. And I actually said to my wife, said, Catherine, get yourself ready. You know, get the special underwear out. We're partying. You know, this is it. I'm a brand ambassador of National Trust. Great. The message said, could you please take down the story where you refer to yourself as a brand ambassador? People may falsely think you are in some official capacity connected to the National Trust. And I went, listen, they're playing hard to get. So I replied and I said, is that something that may may or may not be negotiable? And they replied saying, no, absolutely not. We don't want you, your type of humour, your type of attitude, your type of values near the National Trust. And that hurt because I was a big fan of their spaces, their their festivities, their um, activities for kids. I enjoyed them um, a lot. But after that, I was a wee bit um, kind of offended by it. So um, it took me a wee while and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go to other places. Like, you know, you don't have to go to places. Like, obviously, there's Mount Stewart. You could go as a National Trust place. You have the Port Stewart Strand as National Trust, the Carrickareed Rope Bridge. You don't have to go to places like that. I myself went to Tully Corner Estate and just walked around the shops. You know, I did that. I went to um, I went to the Shankle and just walked around there. Um, you know, I went to Limestone Road, just walked there, just places of beauty, but in a different way. Then my wife was like, Dave, you cannot keep walking around these places. People throw stones at you. They call you names. And we have had your car burnt out on a number of occasions. And I said, listen... It's because of falling out of the National Trust. She said, it's not about you. Everything doesn't have to be about you. And I said, yes, it does. But if it's going to make you feel any better, I'll stop taking my kids to places where I may or may not get attacked. Okay, so I ended up going back to the National Trust. And I went to Rowallan for a walk on Saturday. And you know what? It was nice. It was fine. There's some paths, some gardens, whatever. Sky, trees. It was nice. The kids enjoyed it. They got to, I'd say the kids enjoyed it, like my seven-week-old enjoyed it. She doesn't enjoy anything. She may as well just be a stone that cries, because that's a fucking all she is at the minute. But the other one loved it. She was splashing the muddy puddles, picking up sticks, giving me leaves to carry, like five, six, seven leaves, which she's like, can you take those home, Daddy? And as soon as I got a chance, fucked them into the ground, fuck away off. Got in the car, Daddy, where are my leaves? I was like, your leaves are... And I tried to be, you know, sensible as a dad and be like, oh, your leaves have gone back to the trees. That's what I, what I wanted to say. Like, your leaves have flown back to nature. But what I said was, oh, your leaves are with your great granny dead in the ground. You're never going to see them again. It's gone. Get over it. And then she cried the whole way from their home, which was not ideal. 
So to try to get past that, I'm, I'm, this is a long form storytelling story I'm going for here. But to get past that, still on Christmas, we thought, right, we're going to take them out for a drive and try and find something festive for these two miserable fucks to enjoy. The human stone that cries and the fucking special nature that loves leaves. I love leaves. Shut up. Right, just grow up, go to university, get a job, put me in a nursing home and just be fucking done with it, all right? So he's decided we're going to go and have a look at the lights in Belfast. It's going to be Christmassy, it's going to be festive, it's going to be great. So he drove them up to Belfast and guess what, Ben? <laughs> fucking shit. Everywhere was closed, it was desolate. I drove past Pug Uglies, my, um, the venue of, of Pug's Comedy Club. My, my Well, I say my comedy club, possibly not after a story that I'll get into during the listeners' questions, but drove past it, and it looked shut down, and I was like, oh my God, and I messaged the manager, and I was like, please, is Pug shut? I thought, 2020, can't get any worse. He went, nah, dickhead, just getting paint job, and I was like, thank God for that. So we're driving around, everywhere's shut, it looks like it's probably Belfast in the 80s, really, because it was, you know, it was kind of getting bombed all the time, wasn't it? Because, like couple of dudes didn't like each other or whatever. I don't know the history it's who cares probably the shit and I was going around there and I thought to myself ooh we'll go past City Hall we'll see the Christmas market I'll go ooh very festive went past City Hall no Christmas market cause of coronavirus fuck you 2020 because you know what what gets me in the Christmas mood Ben you know what gets me going what gets nothing like you What? tell me some of the things you associate with Christmas that you, makes you feel Christmassy Christmas trees. Christmas trees. Keep them going. Any other things? Mulled wine. Mulled wine. Very tasty. Um, holly bushes. Holly bushes? No. All right. Well, that's a, that's a random thing. But if it makes you feel... What I say, I can never feel in the festive spirit until I am in a tent drinking Austrian special brew by the gallon with my best friend who I, I just see once a year it's not even my friend just a guy I see I just drink a gallon of Austrian special brew and that makes me go fucking fully snappy dad you know that's what makes me buzzing and it's not there you know I'm looking at it's not there how am I supposed to get in the festive mood how am I supposed to feel in any way festive without an ostrich burger some tartar filet and a dream catcher in my back pocket like what the fuck are we going to do and I just thought you know what this is not a normal Christmas. This is not the normal routine. I can't feel festive by the normal routines of Christmas. So I thought, Ben, fuck it, I'm going to decorate early and I'm going to get festive at home. So that's where we're at. So we're going to put the trees up early. I've started using um, Christmas traditions to threaten my my two-year-old, which is great. Now, I haven't gone as far as to use the Danny story to be like, hey, basically, if you touch my food again... Each story, it's like Chinese whispers. The Danny story on the podcast, which is taken from South African tradition, was that if you eat the food left out for Santa, the ghost of Danny will warn you that you might get killed by your granny. In my house, what it is, is if you touch my food at all, any of my food off my plate, fuck all to do with Santa, I'll do your knees with a hammer, the back of it. And that's maybe a bit aggressive to say to a two-year-old, perhaps. Drills a message home. But in all seriousness... I have been using Santa as a threatening tool for, and it's worked a treat. Like, this is the thing about about parenting. I never realised that threats are so effective and so brilliant. Like, she was being a little, a little shit before bed, stropping. Just, do, do your kids ever do it where they just go fully rigid? Like, they're, 
shoulder and the arms are straight and they're just and then they're super rigid but when you lift them they go floppy and you're like you're and then in your head you're going do you know how irrational what you're doing is you could you could dislocate your cervical vertebrae stop that you know your floppy head get hit off the door then it's not going to be yes you're probably going to be stricken to an extent but I'm going to be the fucker in McGabry so listen that's going to be your fault because you can't go to the, the police and be like listen I know my child's broken her head but she was doing this thing where she was really tight and really, really floppy and she hit her head off the door looks like child abuse not fair so I was losing my mind I said Holly would you stop doing that and she was like ah! And I just went, do you know Santa is making his list and he's not going to get you any presents if you're bad? Like that, she just went, sorry daddy. And it stood up and I said, right, Santa really wants you to have clean teeth. And she went, why is that? And I said, because if you don't clean them, he's going to come into your room at night and snap them out without anaesthetic. And I didn't say that really. I just said that he's making his list and that's it. So that worked. Got the teeth all clean, got her into bed. Nice as ninepence. I thought this isn't going to last for long. She's going to cotton on to this. Hasn't. Today, what was great, being bad again. And my wife was clearing out like old. Again, Ben, did you dress your kids up to make them into fucking fools for your own entertainment? So like if it was Halloween, dress them as a pumpkin. If it's Christmas, they're an elf. We dress Holly as an elf. She was born 8th of December. Um, and we just found some of her old elf gear. But our our new, sto- this, the crying stone um, is just bludgeoning at the minute <laughs> she's just turning it's like the marshmallow man from brrr. so like we thought she'd probably fit in this elf outfit absolutely fucking not she'll be she'll be just wearing my clothes <laughs> she'll be turning up to Christmas just looking like me except that she's just falling into a river and dying and bloated brrr. so she's like that and I thought she can't wear this elf outfit so we have to get her something new so we left the wee elf hat just out on the floor Holly walked past and saw it and was like what's that daddy and I was like oh the elf's been here to check on your behaviour to tell Santa. She's like, what? And I said, yeah, you got it. And she just did everything I said after that. And it was great because I ended up getting the whole house hoovered, dusted, had my dinner made for me. She ironed my suits. I don't even wear suits because I do comedy. <laughs> so I just wore this. This is my sweet gear, the swag dad, you know. But she, uh, And it was great. And then as soon as she was finished, straight to bed in the coal bunker without a word said. It was great. So... All in all, I'm feeling really festive because A, it's been a miserable year. Coronavirus has been a piece of shit. And B, you can use it as a tool to threaten your children. Not only that, but Holly thinks Santa's coming to take her dodos as well. So she's she likes the dodies because she's a child. But we have told her Santa's coming to take her dodies. So she's petrified of him. You know, she's as scared of Santa as I was of Michael Myers. You know, which is you know, going to be interesting on Christmas Day. You know, I mean, I would love it if Michael Myers brought me sweet, sweet gifts. But he's not going to. Only thing he would probably... Is entrails of a teenage girl, which I mean, not interested anymore. Maybe when I was, maybe when I was younger, I might have gone. <laughs> you know, I get the sentiment in this now. I'm like pretty weird. You know, just keep those, Mikey. So there we are. Next weekend, the tree's going up, and that's grand. I managed to get up into my attic. I say I got up into my attic. I didn't. I got my wee sister around, who's much lighter and more nimble than me, to get up into the attic because we don't. Our attic's not properly floored. So I worry that if I go in the attic and put my... I mean, I'm heavy. I must be somewhere like a laughing stone or something. If I put my weight, I'd probably fall through the whole roof. And like, I wouldn't just fall through. I'd fall through the first floor and then probably the impact of that would be through the second floor. And yeah. And people would probably be like, oh, it's a conspiracy. The government did it. And I'd be like, no, the, the weight and the amount of combustible gas in me just blew the, whole, blew the whole house. So she went up there. We got all the decorations down. 
And um, my wife just went absolutely crazy last year um, in and around, I think, New Year time when all the Christmas decorations were just being thrown in the bin in places like Ikea and Hillmount Garden Centre. So she just went and bought a load of fucking new Christmas decorations that I didn't know existed. She bought a reindeer dressed like a dinner lady. And I mean, I don't know why it's dressed as a dinner lady or what relevance it has at Christmas. And she just said, it's a reindeer. And I said, reindeers live all year round. It's just Rudolph, the Red Nose Reindeer. It's not the dinner lady reindeer. So Christmas was this stupid cartoon, cuddly toy, dinner lady reindeer that's going to stand at my fucking front door. I've got this monstrosity of a tree that looks like it's just a bit, like loads of sticks that have just been painted with glitter gold, which is a piece of shit. She's got uh, a reindeer, which is just made out of plastic and painted in glitter stuff as well. It looks like a piece of shit. And we bought a Christmas tree, which is like eight feet. And it was, it was like, we got it for like 20 quid. I think it was like 100, 100 I think it was like 300 quid when it started, which I said, very expensive for an artificial tree. Then whenever we saw it, it was half price, takes it down to 150 quid. Then they were like, nah, it's a bit broken. It's down to 80. We thought that's fair enough. Half price day. So he said, is that half price of the start or half price? I went, no, it's half price of 80. Boom, 40 quid. Brought it to tell. They were like, give it to you for 20. And I went, that's a decent deal. But now it's an 8-foot tree, which is going to be a beast. It doesn't have built-in lights, so I'm going to have to get the fucking string lights out. It's going to stress me out. It's going to be a pain in the arse, because that will be a job I'll have to do. So then, in my mind, I'm thinking Christmas is going to be great. But in reality, when I start doing it in the middle of November, it'll probably strike me mid-dressing the tree. What the fuck am I doing? You know, this is ridiculous. And then what I'll say to Catherine is, I'm just going, she'll be like, where are you going? I said, I'm just nipping out for a swim. And she'll be like, but did you not cancel your gym membership? And I said, yes. I'm not going swimming in the swimming pool. I'm going swimming in the sea. And she's like, you don't have a wetsuit? I'm like, nope, I'm just going in my jeans and my shoes and my hat. <laughs> and just hopefully we'll be finished with this year. So that's where we're at, Ben. Um, and, I mean, how, how do you feel on that? I'm glad to see you're back again, though, with your... Christmas cheer. Yeah, I was going to say, have I made you feel more festive? Are you are you bringing forward your Christmas plans? Are you not going to um, wait until December anymore? In fact, you're going to go home like Tiny Tim after this episode now <laughs> into your family and be like, we're putting the decorations up now! <laughs> and your wife will be like, you've lost it too. And then you just need, you know, you need to say to her to get away with losing your mind. I've had a sugary coffee, love. All right, a sugary coffee. And that's where we're at. Um... How long have I been talking for? It feels like far too long. Yeah, about 25 minutes. 25 minutes, what a load of balls. I'll have some water, and then while, I, while I'm having water, Ben, do you want to, sh- you need to shout loud or maybe put subtitles because you're the editor of this. Um, do you want to maybe do a wee quick plug of the Patreon while I wet my whistle and then I'll just take over? Yep, you can go to search Dave Elliott, Slag Eye. No, Slag Eye Podcast, Ben, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Slag- on Patreon and put as much money as you want onto it each month. Yes, and you know what you get? Nudes. Yes, I mean now, they're very up close nudes. So like each week we put a nude up, and you have to guess what part of the body it is. What's very exciting is Ben's got a very HD camera, so he's the one that does the zooming. So you know, it's not the best part of your job, no doubt, doing the up close nudes. But um, it's definitely good. But the the podcast I do there every week, to be fair, is probably a bit more. Like some people have said, that they like the kind of behind-the-scenes element of it. I talk more about, I guess, comedy, what gigs I've got coming up, what projects I'm working on, things along those lines. Um, probably give you a bit more insight into um, my normal life as well as this great fun life I live, this festive cheer um, that I have. And this week, 
um, on the podcast I did talk at length about a really indecent proposal. I got about something which I will cover in the questions because some some people have alluded to that and it's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, so I do there every single week you get a bonus podcast video and audio if you want. Again, it's the exact same content, so I mean just choose one or other. And you get this the Slag Eye podcast you get early, so you get this tomorrow on a Wednesday, not a Thursday. And you get the video as well, which means well, once Ben goes home, throws his Christmas cheer, then he's back into the coal bunker with my two-year-old working on the edit of this um, episode for that. So you get that early. And again, we have to get to the drawing table. We need a business meeting, Ben, to talk about other things. Again, we have figured out ideas what we're going to do for Patreon. But unfortunately, this week, we've just been both been real busy and haven't got a chance to get it filmed. And I actually have to apologise because I was late to get here today and you know Ben was being a wee bit snotty with me he's like oh you got to be here early and blah blah I said Ben my friend's got coronavirus which is true um, and, he, and I said to him he's going to die and Ben went of coronavirus and I went no just generally in life well, at some stage that inevitably will happen because that's what, what happens but it's not the point alright just shh. so again we're going to get maybe here the next week or the week after um, again hopefully if the human stone chills her fucking jets because she's been a wee brat of late so I've needed to be a bit home Sorting out her as well. So um, there's going to be the Champions League of Weird, which is which is a weird segment that used to be on my weird podcast. And it's just where you look at some of the weirdest people in the world and put them in. It's, it, it's a very long, drawn-out, bizarre thing, but we're going to spend an evening doing it, and it'll be high-grade entertainment. So again, if you are listeners um, of the Patreon and you have any any celebrities or sort of well-known characters that you think are weird enough that you want me to look at, and put into the Champions League weird group stages, please let me know. The weirder the characters, the better. Like, there's a guy, Ben, I want you to get him up here, um, onto this screen here, the human cat. Now, I just want to say about the human cat, unfortunately, the human cat no longer has nine lives. He has no lives, because the human cat realised he looked too much like a cat, and it was ridiculous, and he topped himself. So that's sad, but he's a weird guy. So there'll be weird characters that'll be featured. Hopefully there won't be such a sad story as that. But if you get in touch, let me know. that That's the sort of stuff we're going to do on the Patreon as well as other wee taster clips, more stand-up clips, bits and bobs. I'm flirting with the idea. I'm going to say it in here now just to put it in the ether. I'm flirting with the idea of recording a stand-up set like this to a camera. Don't know how that's going to be, but you know I'm thinking about the idea of maybe doing that. Again, I'll get you on board probably to help me with that, Ben. Again, you need to edit a lot of laughs in because just you and me in a room would be really weird. Just pure silence. Like this is kind of weird sometimes, isn't it? If you just... Imagine we just took the cameras and mics away and it was just me say, speaking, saying some of these absurd things. Absurd, not absurd, before people, the trolls got me. Uh, it's these weird, weird statements to you. It'd be like, imagine no mics, no mics, no computer. Ben, I want to walk into the ocean and kill myself. You know, you'd be like, ah, <laughs> Weird. I know no one Benny probably be like, Oh, do you want to lift? I just I'm going past anyways, drop you off. Sea park, see on the other side. Um but but yeah, so we're really pushing Patreon at the minute. The bonus podcast is, is different if you want to check that out. It's actually the on thirty nine episodes. So I'm, there's gonna be the fortieth bonus podcast. So if you wanna get over there, you know you've another forty podcasts to get through by the time you subscribe now. So lots of, of bonus content and behind the scenes stuff and things along those lines. So you know, get into the Patreon, and also you can rate and review the podcast on Apple. I do appreciate that. Someone's just rated and reviewed the podcast today, but Apple being Apple have not actually allowed me to see the review, so I can't read it, so I'll get it for next week. But if you haven't already, that also helps the podcast. 
Um, again, cheers to anyone that's been sharing it on Instagram stories. That gets the word out, lets people see it. The listens are going up every week. I'm loving it. Um, and you know, as long as it keeps rolling, I'm guaranteed to have a sugary coffee every week. And that's, I mean, that's getting me through. If you ever seen the Will Ferrell movie, Kicking and Screaming, where he just got addicted to coffee and started coaching a kids' football team, that's what I feel like. I just want to go out and just, I don't know, coach a kids' fucking swimming team and in the just. Uh, in fact, I sound like I'm a, I'm a moon. I like the Moonies or something. I'd be like, ah, oh, just give me a load of kids. We'll go walking into the I'm losing the room myself. But that's what that's where we are. Keep keep sharing there. We're on the we're on the up, guys. And I wanted you to come with me because see if you try to get at me when I'm at the top of the hill, I'll shoot. I'll hush is the way I'll strike you. Elbow, scrab elbow bite. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. And speaking of biting, the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Bebe Adrianos. Bebe Adrianos is the Mexican takeaway of Northern Ireland. Now, they've not told me to say that. I'm saying that. I can't say in this podcast compared to other places because I get sued, but there are other places that people rave about and say it's the best Mexican. False. Bebe Adriano's is the best. It is good quality food using only the freshest local produce. And guess what? Everything is prepared and cooked from scratch on the premises. They've got burritos, fajitas, boxes, bowls, Special box meals like this here. This is a big box, Ben. And I know you're a big fan of big boxes. And this box here can be filled and can be filled full of delicious food. And guess what the box is known? This is this in its in and of itself is basically just it's an empty box. You know, this is this is just merely a Bebe Adriano's branded empty box. But see if you bring this like maybe don't bring this one, just ask for one in the restaurant. Go in and say, Can I have a dirty cock and cow box, please? And people will be like, that's kind of inappropriate. And I'll be like, I don't give, give me it. You know what the Dirty Cock and Cow Box is, Ben? Tell me. The Dirty Cock and Cow Box is fries, sweet potato fries, Mexican chicken, marinated steak, peppers, onions, dressed lettuce, sweet corn, salsa, tomato salsa, and a choice of sauce. But you know what I recommend? The smoked paprika sauce. And also, guess what, Ben? If you don't want to take my word for it, Bebe Adrianos has been nominated for Northern Ireland's Best Mexican Establishment at the NI Food Awards once again. This is this January. It's already won it once. It won it in 2018. And then in 2019, the judges were obviously sleeping or had coronavirus and didn't realise and they couldn't taste. But it's back to win it again this year. And also the Best Healthy Takeaway at the NI Takeaway Awards in January. So not only is it delicious, nutritious as well. And I and I know whenever I say in this podcast that this is this, this is good, that's good. Genuinely... This is the shit. Get yourself a dirty cock and cow box. I recommend dirty cocks. I recommend dirty cows. I recommend putting both of those things into your mouth and enjoying it. And see, when you enjoy it, if you go to Bebe Adriano's, you will not regret it. Stick it up on Instagram. Tag me. Tag Bebe Adriano's. We'll share it around. We'll spread the love. Because guess what, Ben? Banger's only 20 minutes from Belfast in the car. So stop being lazy bastards. Get in the car. Get down the Gold Coast. I give you a free pass to the Kingdom of North Down. If you stop in at Bebe Adriano's, you can get that. And if you get their app, which is a bespoke app solely for Bebe Adriano's, you get 10% off your first purchase using the app. Or if you're old school like myself, you just want to phone the store, you just want to say, hey guys, listen, Dave's been talking about your dirty cocks for a long time now. I want to come in and get that in my mouth. You can pick up the phone and you can just dial 0289 That's 0289 Bebe Adriano's. 
do they, I don't I don't know Spanish. Bebe Adrianos, El Perro Grande Delicio, which means that Bebe Adrianos, the big dog, delicious. Baby, you know Baby Adriano stands for in Spanish. By the way, this is just bonus content. Baby Adrian. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the Sci-Guy Podcast is also brought to you by the biggest anti-Bush tool since Obama, <laughs> and that is the Lawnmower 3.0. This electric trimmer has been the thing people have been waiting for. You know, people will sit here and say, no, Dave, we've been waiting for a coronavirus vaccine. And I'm going to say, well, you clearly have a hairy bollocks because what you need is a lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade technology to reduce grooming accidents and keep your nuts as smooth as a baby's butt. They wrote that, not me. That's creepy. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. And hey, have you tried their weed whacker? This is a nose and ear hair trimmer. So again, you have to be an old fuck like me to use it to have a hairy nose and hairy ears. But hey, it does a job. And you know what you can do, Ben? I've said this before. You can do really ornate beard designs if you shave it down. You know, you can be like Prince. You can be like, I don't know, Lisa Stanfield if she had that stuff as well. Who knows? It, this is the shit. Again, weird facts from Manscaped here, but 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so it's time to get whacking. You know whenever people say 79% people say ear hair and nose hair is a turnoff? You know what that says to me, Ben? That says to me that, is that, is that 21%? Like it. That says that there's 21% of freaks out there that are just at home, just playing playing their bits like a bass guitar over <laughs> over fucking the BFG with his ah vague nose hair. But I mean, if you're not a freak pervert, get this, okay? <laughs> Both these flagship items come inside the Manscaped Performance Package along with other quality, quality products like the Athletic Boxer Briefs. These are very tight. They make your dick look popping. They didn't say that. That's me. <laughs> Oh, if you're listening to me right now, guys, I want to tell you firsthand from experience, my penis looks a little bit bigger after using Manscaped. Now, that doesn't mean that the penis gets any larger by using these products, but what it does do is reduce the pubic hair, which basically if there's the penis and there's the pubic hair, if you just trim that back, it's magic. Who am I? Chris Angel Mind Freak? Nah, I'm Dave Elliott, the slag guy. I'm telling you, shave your balls and dick, fuck's sake. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's SLYGUY, all caps, like that, at manscaped.com. See it there underneath. There's the website, <laughs> SLYGUY at manscaped.com. I'm saying that because Ben's going to have to pop that in there, and that's really funny to me. And guess what, Ben? Do you want to feel festive? Get some Manscaped products for Christmas. That's What a great idea. What a way to fill your Christmas box with some products from Manscaped. You've got the Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker, you've got the Crop Preserver, some ball deodorant. You know, it's just all you want. And I mean, if you fill your Christmas box with Manscaped and you use them, the Christmas box isn't the only box you're going to fill, if you know what I mean. And of course, I mean by that, the baby Adrenaline's Cock and Cow Box, because it's delicious. Guys, last but not least, by no means, the Slag Eye Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. That's all they've asked me to say, because they're such a modest company. This is the, It's these guys here. It's a couple of beers, pretty tasty. You want to know some more? 
go to the website www.modestbeer.co.uk or visit their social medias at modestbeer. Find out everything you want to find out. But guess what? I know for sure our Christmas party, we're getting a lock of modest beers. We're going to get a dirty cotton cow box. We're going to have a really good time. Hopefully the bars are going to be open because going to, we're going to go for a wee Christmas pint, Ben. On me, because, you know, fucking... I'm, I will say on me, it's going to be on the Patreons, because obviously, but whatever. You might even get a roof over your head for the night, sir. But guys, listen, these are genuinely good products. I joke in this podcast all the time about things that I hate. I don't hate any of these. I recommend all of them. If you like flavour, if you like looking shorn, and if you like a good time, get these products. Time for some listeners' questions. Um, What do we have for time there, Benny? 40. 40. So, to fit all these... 45 questions in the five minutes. Should we do a quick fire round or just get into them? What do you think? Quick fire. One more answers. <laughs> That's the producer of the podcast recommending that, guys. There you go. He's lost a run of himself. Keithy Mack was thinking, if you don't mind, <laughs> could you send me bank login details, please? Rumour has it that you're giving things away. No worries if not. Looking forward to the podcast. That was what I referenced earlier. I um, got a message from somebody basically asking if it would be sweet if they just got in touch with Pugs Comedy Club and ran it at the minute instead of me. And obviously I said, probably not, wouldn't be keen on that, you know. So um, I talked about that at length in the Patreon podcast about how weird a situation that was. But yeah, um, so what Keithy's doing here is um, being facetious. He's getting at me and he's being a little pig, but it's very funny and I enjoy it. And yes, by the way, Keithy, I actually have posted my bank details along with a photo of my shaft on Patreon. So if you want to, you know, steal my money and look at my dick, you can do so <laughs> on Patreon, the Sly Guy Podcast. Um, Faye has said, do you want to hear something real, Sly? Faye, yes, absolutely do. <laughs> Someone saw me post a story on Instagram about how I had nothing to do in work one day and they told my boss and I got the sack. <laughs> that is very sly. And I mean, I want to first of all say, like, people be like, oh, what an arsehole. That person is, no, Faye, you should not have left your, your guard down. You know, so there are people out there, there are snake rats out there who will tout. And I mean, I'm all for touting, you know, straight to the PSNI. If anything, you should have probably ended up in prison rather than just losing your job. And listen, at PSNI, I know you're big fans of the podcast. I know you're taking off a lot of your policy off the, the back of things that I say. Get Faye arrested, please. It's the only thing that, that will make the, the world right again. But her question is, have you got plans to do some shows or a comedy tour or a live podcast in the new year when restrictions ease? Yes, I'm very much looking forward to doing that. I hope again. I mean, I'm about due to do a new show, I think. So I'll be, I'll be looking to do it probably a wee mini tour next year. Maybe do a big show as well, if possible. But, I mean, obviously, Ben, if, listen, if the podcast is doing well and people want to come and see a live podcast, I'll do it. Obviously, it's a bit different um, when you're doing a live podcast. I just couldn't sit like this and just speak. Like, I'm not, this is not a Trump rally. You know, this is just me talking shit to this guy. But I would definitely get some guests on board. I did the, a live podcast before. I got Kieran Bartlett on and it was great. It was one of that full episode's actually on the Patreon if you want to go back and watch that. But yeah, I'll definitely have some things in the pipeline. And um, obviously, once restrictions loosen, I'll know exactly what that will be. But yes, I will be doing some stuff in the new year with any luck. Um, as long as people keep wearing the masks and washing their hands and, you know, 
stop and t- touching her bits and all gross. John Joe Flood has said, Dave, just <laughs> just wondering if you mind me taking your car, mate. Maybe fill it with petrol too first. That'll be sound of you. Just very keen to get in the road. Yeah, I mean, once again, more another patron taking the piss out of me, but I do, uh, I do enjoy that. Um, let me see there, Chris Cavara. Sorry, a second. I've lost it. Oh well. Chris Kavanagh has said, Hello our sovereign salty sly slut. Hard to say. I missed last week's call to arms and only just got over it. Are you angry that some people don't take the question seriously and ask things like what's your favourite sex position instead of things like how the APEC economic climate will affect the price of gold in the Forex exchange? Annoying fuck's sake. Anyway, what's the right ratio of foreplay to full-blown penetration based on time? Much love and stay calm. I mean, I think in, in many respects, it's like, you know, if... Yeah, I'm going home now. No, I think if you... Like, do you find, like, the anticipation of things sometimes better than the actual thing? So, like, you get excited about, say, like, a big football... Like, as an Arsenal fan, every week I'm like, oh, I can't wait, and then I fucking hammered. I'm depressed, life shit, right? Into the sea with me, right? But, um, in fact, there's a better podcast than Tea with me, Into the Sea with me. I mean, that could be something for the patron. Um, But I do think that, you know, I think when you're younger... It's all about racing to get it in there. Would you agree with that, Ben? Just you, you just need to ram, stamp, bam, wallop it in at the first opportunity. I think now, you know, obviously as an older man, things are different in and of I, I can no longer sustain an erection. So I think for me, it has to be about foreplay, you know, and then when it comes to the actual, you know, bit, what I normally do is just I sort of get my neighbour into sex with my wife and it's weird because she's a pensioner lady with a strap on but um, does the trick more so than uh, than what I do. So yeah, I'd say really focus on the foreplay, get involved in it, make it a good time for, ev- for everyone involved, not just for everyone because that would be really weird in and of itself if that were to happen. But yeah, just I'd say probably 90% foreplay, 10%... <laughs> and then you're just the bad. Jamie Lee said, Good evening, David. Um, There has been one burning question on my mind for the last few days, and it simply must be answered. Why did you crash Shane Todd's podcast? P.S. It was good to see the boys back together for one minute of chaos. Um, What I will say, why I crashed this podcast, was because I wanted to give him something that he could laugh at on his own podcast rather than just his own voice. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to come in and do something funny and give the people who subscribe to us a laugh. And um, you know what? I just felt that underneath it all, you know, he needs me. You know, he, he needs me. I'm funny. So I thought, yeah, I'll just crash the podcast, have a bit of a bit of a good time had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that i had a dental appointment in the building next to the studio at the exact time he was recording the podcast and was at my dental appointment 10 minutes early and didn't want to 10 minutes early and didn't want to stand outside and cold but that is what it is and you know it was nice to bring boytown back for all of i guess one minute and i mean a lot of people were keen on it and i just want to say to those people who uh were really supportive of boytown in that minute why weren't you supportive of the podcast for the last fucking three years? You hateful bastards. All right, you, you guys ended it. Everyone asks me and everyone asks Shane, why did you break up? It was you guys, all your fault. I felt good to say. You know, again, I, I, I've i been covering, me and Shane have been like, oh, we just decided, nah. 
the listeners buried us. You dirty dicked us. You shafted us. You're like that guy that saw Fee's story and got her sacked from her job. That's what yous are like. Anyway, Johnny Maxwell said, all right, bro, any prizes sorted for this fantasy football league yet? No, because I'm fucking languishing at the bottom of it, so I'll see nothing. But at the end of it, if people get in touch and remind me when the season's over, you get a T-shirt, all right? A Sly Guy T-shirt. Ben, we're going to work out merchandise finally because it was such a fuck-up of boy town, but you're not going to have to worry about the same things as time will be fine, but we'll get some some merch on the go. Um, also, has anything made you go, fuck's sake? This week, yes, I'll tell you. When we go fuck sick this week, my friend got coronavirus. Not now that that he got sick, I couldn't give a fuck about that. But I went to get him a present. I went to buy him a bottle of wine to make him feel better. And it was cheap wine because he's got no sense of taste or smell. So I mean, why spend money on the good stuff? So I went to buy it, and I got to the till in Marks and Spencer's. A woman at past eight, and she couldn't serve me. And you know, what she said, "Oh, I can't serve you because after eight. And I said, "What time is it?" I looked at my watch. I said eight one. I looked her dead in the eye. I pulled down my mask. Went fuck's sake and I walked out <laughs> and that's how I'm just a human dragon um, and that's how we dealt with it but that made me say fuck's sake this week um, Chris the reporter said oh well I'm going to need water for this one because Chris has written War and Peace part 2 mm-hmm. on Saturday it was pissing down and my girlfriend and I couldn't get out for a big dander at White Park Bay fuck's sake this is a great follow up question because he's just put his own fuck's sakes in there then I went into town, everywhere was packed, and nowhere sold martini glasses for my sister-in-law's birthday present. Fuck's sake. Then, after seeing a humongous queue in Ikea, I decided to try my first Bebe Adriano's based on your recommendation. I live in Glen Gormley, and Bebe's is in Bangor. Fuck's sake. So we ordered a Boojum on the app and collected it and got home, and it was shite. By the way, Boojum, just in case you try to sue me, reading that verbatim. Hardly any salsa, I'm pretty flavourless. I tell you what, has loads of salsa and is so flavoursome, Bebe Adriano's. Fuck's sake. Do you think businesses like that take advantage of people not being in front of them, ordering food and scrimping the quality? Or is it because they are big now and they feel that they have a monopoly just to be shite? Next time I'm going to Bangor. Um, and another rant, why are takeaway cups so small now? Fuck's sake. You know what, Chris? You, you're there's a lot of me in that question, a lot of fuck's sakes. You've mugged yourself off a lot there, and I must say, you deserve to be in prison because you just were a lazy bastard. You should have gone to Bangor. If you're in IKEA, it's twenty minutes to get to the Gold Coast. You go what you get to do. You get your dirty cock and cow box. You go down to the front and your wee your wee coat on. You sit in the marina and you just eat it and you go. You you won't even say fuck's sake. You know what you'll say? Oh why? You know, and that's the exact opposite of fuck's sake. Oh oh. Oh, why? You know, you'll actually really release a high-pitched one and people will be like, what's wrong with that guy? Oh, why? Just stuffing cock in your mouth, having a great time. Get So next time, listen, that's your own fault. Deserve it. Get down and try that. But coffee cups are so small because people now know my trick that I've said on the podcast before, that you can put a large coffee in a medium cup whenever you're just getting coffee in self-serve uh, garages and things, and now they've made the cup smaller so you get burnt fingers and I look like a liar. Paul Robinson, Papi Dave, are you ever going about your daily life when a really cringy or embarrassing school memory randomly pops into your head and makes you think? Hey, Ben, guess what makes you think? Fuck's sake. Um, and what was your most embarrassing, cringy school memory that still bugs you to this day? 
Um, nothing actually about school really bugs me that much because, you know, m- in many respects, kind of like my homeboy Stalin. Um, I just went back to my hometown and murdered everybody so as they couldn't mug me off. That's what Stalin did. People were talking shit about him, and he was like, you know what? Boom, dead, rat-a-tat-tat, got Joe Biden on board, wiped out the entire city. So, yeah, I mean, school's fine for me. I enjoyed school. Um, I always kind of think that it was a place where I, I just went the past time. Like, a lot of people go in there trying to be, like, nurses and doctors and fucking lawyers and solicitors, and I just wanted to... You know, go there and just blow condoms up over my nose and eyes, <laughs> which is hard with a big fat head like mine. But, you know, I think school is just a fun place for me. So my memories of school are pretty good. Nothing really cringy um, that I can think of, you know. And again, I probably could could say some cringy things, but I'm not going to because I can't really think off the top of my head because my sugary coffee's wearing off. And I'm, I'm having a real crash here now. But come back to me next week, Paul, and I'll maybe have something in my mind. Daniel Grimley has said, yeah, people still coming in at Christmas asking, do you do the three for 10 on wines? Lol, I mean, I think that's probably a topic you wanted to discuss. I don't know what the three for 10 on wines are. I assume you're probably working like Sainsbury's or Tesco's, which you go in and you ask for three bottles of wine for 10. I hope, hopefully you still do it. Ben, have I just crashed? Has my energy... Is this what's happening? Am I... Oh, my God. Um, Sorry, Daniel. That was just a wick topic. Um, Wormball, Wormball has said, any chance you could give me your Twitter handle after you've built up that following? Also, do you like this picture of Shane Todd? No, I don't like any picture of him. But to be fair, that is quite a good mug off and his eyes are crossed in it, so we'll definitely use that down the line. Um, Luther Valentine has said, remember, if you were a Protestant, then you'd say, I, he's a Womble. And that's a bit mad. I'm not one, by the way. FYI. Okay, thanks. Bye. Right back. Um, you know, I don't know. I just always remembered, um, you know, diff- different names of Womble. Did you think, have you heard the term Womble? See, the thing about me is, Luther, um, I, I'm a, uh, from, uh, a lot of people know from a mixed marriage, therefore bisexual. And I, I sort of was sheltered from some of these terms. And actually, I would go as far as to say that I'd be quite, you know, anti-sectarian um, a lot of the time. And I actually went out with a girl for a while who, you know, was a wee bit sectarian to me. Um, and that, again, technically I'm a Protestant. Now, again, how can technically I be a Protestant? And basically how I'm technically a Protestant is that my Protestant granny offered me a better deal than my Catholic granny to go to church with her. She bribed me better. My Catholic granny was like, you can come to church, God will be in your life, you know, he'll guide you, you get this, this sweet necklace. Or, you know, my Protestant granny was like, if you come to church with me, every week I'll get you a packet of Premier League Mars, or Premier League stickers in a Mars bar, right? And I went, you know, that's a better deal. Fuck the Catholic side. Prod all the way, right? So technically a Protestant. Once I actually was able to rationalise thought myself, I decided I just didn't want to go to church anymore. I'd rather sit at home and play SmackDown versus Raw on my PlayStation. So um, much to my parents' disdain because Sunday mornings were fuck time, right? So um, I, I stayed at home instead. And, you know, as I got older, you know, as, as things are, you meet girls, you meet boys, you know, depending on the bisexual lifestyle. And I went out with a girl for a while who was lovely, I must say. You know, really nice girl. Um, got on really well with her. Thought, you know, could have been some some opportunity to, you know, last for a long time with her. And then at weekends when I wouldn't see her, like during the week we, she lived the other side of the country, I lived here, she would text me really sectarian things and I'd be like, fuck, like you're really sound when we're with each other but you're this 
fucking hateful sectarian bastard whenever we're apart. So she sent me a text like towards the end of the week, being like, what do you want to do this weekend? Hun. I was like, obviously I've misread that, she's maybe typed that by accident. And I said, oh, I don't know, maybe just go to the cinema. And then she wrote back saying, sounds good, hun. And I went, you know what, actually, you can stay in your own house, you fiend bastard, because I'm not having it. And then dumped her, never saw her again. God love her, you know. But, I mean, it's only in time I found out that that kind of, like, womble is, um, you know, a sectarian term, hun, as well as being a term of affection, short for honey. But I didn't know that. I just thought it was solely sectarian, and that's kind of what happened there. Cheers, Fat Luther, right back. Um, Michael Curra said, Hey, Dave. I was recently re-listening to Classic Boy Town. Boring! <clears throat> when it was in its prime, reminded me of how good it, it was. Yeah, it was good. This got me thinking, did Papa Bear and the Human ATM ever consider recording an episode monthly or even bi-weekly? Em- emphasis on the bi to keep the show alive. You know what? You know what Boy Town and Sean Connery have in common, Ben? Both are dead and aren't coming back. There we go. Mark Beggs, good morning, big papa love muscle. and t- <laughs> This is why you need grammar, right? You need to have, like, punctuation. Mark has not put a comma in there, so I read that as, good morning, big papa love muscle with the temperature dropping, which I, mean, I thought that was a weird idea for the snake rat. So let's just put a wee comma in there so I can, there we go. Good morning, big papa love muscle. With the temperature dropping as we get deeper and deeper into winter, what I want to know is, are you still rocking the stringer vests? And if so, how do you stop your nips from ripping through them? Hashtag getting coil. Hashtag, 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 very sexy. I mean, if you're wearing a stringer correctly, the nips should already be out. You know, that's something Ben's working on. Ben's like Dr. Dre over there in the studio. He's working on new merch and he's trying to create a stringer with no fabric. That's what he's trying to do. We're going to release exclusive stringers that involve no material. They have zero material stringers, so your nips will be out, you know, and that's fine. And again, Ben, we know that what you know you need if you're going to wear a string vest, if you're going to show off your nips and you're pumping, you need to get your nipples pierced. I'm sorry, you have to do that. You get your nipples pierced just to wear string vests. I'm going to do that. And again, another thing to do as part of that stringer bodybuilding lifestyle is just pull your trousers down. And show off your quads, which is a weird thing bodybuilders do. They just always have their tracksuit bottoms around their ankles. And And I mean, it takes away from looking, you know, when you just look like you're about to do a shite. But fair play. And yes, I'll always wear a string vest when I'm in my garage exercising. So there we have it. And last question is, Jamie Harrison, do you watch Curb? Yes. Guys. (laughs) That is this week's Sly Guy podcast. That was another hoot, Ben. I think I maybe shouldn't have had the espresso this week because... I just got a wee bit of a crash towards the end there. But like every single crash, you know that you know the crash leaves, Ben? Ash. Crash leaves ash, like cash for ash. A crash leaves ash, and you know what you have when you've got ashes? The opportunity for a phoenix to rise. And that's what I'm going to be on next week's podcast. A phoenix with a haircut, feeling great on sugary coffee. Coco! I'm the slack guy.